Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 279. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're honored to have with us the internationally recognized and highly talented writer and creator of Worthy Chaos Comics, Carissa Grant. Hi. <laughs> See, look at that. And you're you're pun you're you're pushing these out. These kickstarts and these issues are wildfire right now. You're planning on 45 issues, correct? Yeah, there's 45 issues. Um, six is already done. So this this one releasing today, released today is issue five. Issue six is getting finished. It's already drawn and it's getting finished colored this week. And then next week we'll start issue seven. Um, and that is book one. So our Kickstarter is now until July 17th, then August 15th, October 3rd, and then book two starts January 23rd. You know, I can guarantee you there's many comic creators out there who are extremely envious of the fact that you're able to produce these at such a good pace. If they saw my credit card bills, they wouldn't be as envious. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm very lucky. Uh, well, I got screwed over my first issue. Um, I had um, an artist uh, steal 3K from me, and then I tried wow. to fix it for 2K, and the comic book was fine. Everyone thought it was okay. But it once I found my new artist, I'm like, it's not okay. And he had to redo it. So I pretty much threw away five grand to have my artist redo it. And I'm so glad I did. Because my artist is absolutely phenomenal. He makes my characters look exactly how they were in my head. And Jonas Acosta just is just, there's no comparison. I mean, he, mm. the way he does panel work and the storytelling, and it's just, just so amazing. And I got so lucky to find him. Well, actually, he found me. <laughs> I was, it took me months to find an artist. And, um, I was so tired at that point that I just posted part of my story and said, if anyone wants to do test pages, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, whoever gets picked can do 45 issues. And um, I had five people working on it and he came along and said, are you taking any more submissions? I said, well, you have two options. You hand it in now and I'll look at it. You hand it in for free now and I'll look at it first or you wait till they're done. If I don't pick them, I'll pay you for a page. And he's like, I'll hand one in. And he handed one in <laughs> instantaneous i paid the other ones off and and just said yeah yeah i'll take it <laughs> wow this is his first paid job by the way so for those that are, are unfamiliar of or are unfamiliar of worthy chaos which worthy chaos is actually the term used for the angel character so yeah worthy chaos uh is seraphina um right. she is an angel descendant and everything negative and evil is attracted to her and always has been so she causes her poor soulmate draven a demon descendant so much trouble that she always feels like a burden and she is always apologizing or she wants to leave so he doesn't have to deal with it and he always says that you're worth it so she's the worthy chaos yeah mm -hmm. yeah Yep. Yeah. And so, so that you want to give a little people a little bit of a background on how you kind of started working on this, um, this epic novel that <laughs> is supernatural, some mix between supernatural Romeo and Juliet 
and in a, in a role-playing world. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been called Romeo and Juliet in Hell. Um, I, I didn't name it that, but now after I heard it, I'm like, yeah, it, it kind of is. Um, and uh, it's a mix of Supernatural, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, um, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer all kind of smashed into one. How I started was um, Resident Evil 2. I, I, used, I was playing it, and I got obsessed with it. And I uh, discovered role-playing. And um, I asked them, how do you pick a character? Like, I thought it was illegal. Like, how do you, you know, pick these people or whatever? And they're like, oh, just pick a character and you role play it. So I was obsessed with Resident Evil. So I became Claire Redfield, who I, I played for 15 years online. Uh, and I was very popular because I was always on. I knew her inside and out. Um, but I, I was, a, I'm dyslexic. So I started as a one liner. So I grew from one line to a couple of paras to now 6,000 words in like two hours. Uh, so I got a, a little better. Um, I had this idea for the angelic weapon, which is my logo for about 11 years. And even though I role played with amazing writers for three years, two years, whatever, I just, and they all wanted this role. I just, it just didn't feel right. So I met uh, Jessica, who's my co-writer. And the day after I met her, I said, uh, do you want this role that I've held on to for 11 years? And she's like, I don't take roles. And yes, I do. So like she, I gave her a 4,000 word starter and that was it. We just completely hit it off. Um, we role played straight uh, now for two and a half years. Um, she just sent me a teaser. So we are officially now 1 million words into the story. Um, and, uh, now on your show, it's, it's an exclusive, um, <laughs> one, 1 million mark. And, um, you know, the thing about our story that makes it a, a little bit unique besides it being already written in 45 issues, um, the two characters are written by two completely different people. I never write for Draven and she never writes for Serafina. So wow. you have these two completely different personalities and they're like us. Like I, my character talks more than she thinks, which would be me. And her character thinks way more than he talks. Um, so we have thought bubbles, which, uh, people have liked. I didn't even think about it as not being, a th I haven't read comic books since the nineties. I, I was obsessed with ghost Rider and Batman, but um, this was not planned. So this wasn't like, you know, we didn't think things out. Um, I just kind of jumped into it and, um, only been doing it seven months. Uh, and so we have thought bubbles because when you, when we were writing the novel, we wrote whatever we wanted. So, you know, it was nonstop thinking or, or talking or whatever. Um, by the time we were done, uh, we have written 11 novels. Um, they're 63 thousand words to 133,000 words each and five of those novels is this series which is about 45 issues and we have another 40 issues for a spinoff which is like a, a what if thanks to same characters just in a completely different telling um so we're hoping to release that someday because it's an awesome story I, i'm slightly biased but um it is a an awesome story <laughs> And um, this one starts a little crazy, as the name suggests. Um, it starts uh, as a flashback of a dream that Serafina's having. And she tells a story about when they were teenagers, they were going to run away together to escape their abusive parents. Um, mm. And the night they were supposed to run away, the father took her in and um, Draven left to get a gun to try to get her back. So you start with her waking up in her room, you know, not knowing what just happened. Um, and she goes down the stairs and she finds her demon possessed brother killing her parents. Um, mm. so the first thing she does is call Draven says, don't come here, which is exactly what he did. 
Um, so he went in the front door. She went out the back window, critically injured. He calls her name. She turns around to go back and she gets hit by a car and gets driven away to another city and he gets arrested for her murder. So each one thinks the other one's dead. That's like the first four pages. <laughs> so they each think the other one's dead for 10 years. So in that time, she trained as a supernatural hunter to get revenge on her brother for taking him away. And he trained as an assassin because that was the deal. Either you go to jail or you become an assassin. Um, so they're, they're, she was created from an angelic weapon that both their fathers want. So mm. um, their main goal is to get them. But they couldn't find him because he had the weapon on him. And she was nowhere near him because they were separated. So when he moved closer, it set off an alert for the demons and the angels. And they tricked him into town. So now they're trapped in a town that's merging with hell. Kind of like Silent Hill. They can't get out. There's All the roads are gone. And so now they're stuck in this town with their fathers manipulating them. And then you've got hellhounds, zombie mermen, zombies, ghosts, uh, skeletons, Anubis. Um, pretty much anything that can come from hell is pretty much there. Um, and, and you have a, a, a nice, unique take on vampires. You want to explain that? <laughs> so issue four starts, introduces our clotters. Um, they are a subspecies of vampires. And um, it's mostly because uh, I never liked that vampires bled, but they had no heartbeat. So ours mm. has a heartbeat every six hours, which is just enough to keep off rigor mortis and makes them their bodies thicker and the blood thicker. So when you cut them, they do bleed. Um, but stabbing them in the heart doesn't do anything unless it's like close to the, you know, the, the six hour mark, which good luck with that. Um, <laughs> so chopping off their head is the best way or fire, which takes longer. Um, also if they don't feed directly from humans, they start to deteriorate like zombies. And the biggest thing is if they taste your blood or bite you, they can track you down wherever you go, like a homing beacon. And then, and they all can, it's like a family connected hive mind. And if you kill one of them, they will all come after you. So guess what happened? Right. So they kill one and now they have to go and, and find every single vampire in that family. And it could be five, it could be 500. Um, so that's pretty much their goal uh, in, in uh, four through six. That's their goal to do. Um, and there's more behind the scenes that won't be explained until issue seven. Um but there's there's uh, stuff going on in the works. You have the the fathers manipulating them and and everything. And and the reason why they want this angelic weapon is to tip the scales of heaven and hell in their favor. But there's another reason why the father wants uh, uh, Seraphina's father wants it. But you don't find that up for a very long time. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about how you set up as your your. So it's one thing when you write this out as a role playing situation. Um, was it you and your in your co-writer? Was it always your plan to make it into a graphic novel forms, or did you nope. just do this as fun? And then it was just fun. <laughs> so what happened? What where was that moment where there were like the two of you were sitting around or, or talking and say, We could publish this. And then he's like, as a book, or do or no, like as a graphic, like how did this just like we need to find someone to draw this yeah. for us? Like, how did that conversation happen? So when I, I, when we originally wrote this, we jumped around and when we had an idea, we wrote it. And then I was like, oh, let's connect them. So we wound mm. up connecting them in this really cool story. And when, when I put them all together, I was like, we have five novels, like five complete <sighs> novels. We should see if we can release these. 
But because we wrote them in RP format, we figured it wouldn't be possible. But we hired an editor and we talked to them and she said okay. the only way to release it is to merge the two, which we'd rather get no money at all than destroy our story. So we decided, mm -hmm. screw it. What I'll do is I'll just print them on Lulu.com and we'll each have a novel. Uh, we'll have five novels each and we'll just we'll just enjoy it ourselves. So I went to find a cover for us, just to, for us to print. And I went to look for like an up work or whatever. I looked for an artist and I wanted something somewhat realistic because when we RP'd, you know, we had actors in mind when we were doing it. So <clears throat> um, they, none of them were realistic. So I said to her, do you mind cartoony? Like, should I do cartoony? And she's like, yeah, yeah, cartoony is fine. And then like light bulb went off. And I was like, well, if if you don't mind cartoony, we could do a graphic novel. And she's like, uh, yeah. So I didn't, I, I didn't think through it at all. I hired an artist. Um, and that night, that very night that we agreed to this, um, I said to her, I have no idea how to do a script. And she's like, you'll figure it out. So I, I, okay. So I woke up the next day and I watched a YouTube video for 20 minutes and I was like, all right, let me try this. So I wrote out a script and I handed it to a letterer that I knew. And he, he says to me, did you, did you plan to see any of the art or were you just all dialogue? And I was like, oh, right. So my first script was two scripts. <laughs> and I think by the end of it, it was actually three. So I wound up being three scripts. Um, but uh, yeah, my, it, it, my first artist, um, you know, kind of screwed us over. And, um, and I'm glad it happened. Like I, I, I'm upset that I lost the, the five grand that I invested into it, but if it hadn't happened and they hadn't screwed me over, I wouldn't have my artist and my artist mm. is absolutely worth it. Um, and, uh, I, I, he's part of the team, you know, he's not just some artist that I pay and then that's it. He, he's very into it. He gets very emotional where he's like, what happens? And I was like, you keep reading. Um, and he'll be like, are they going to be okay? And I was like, you have 40 more issues. They will be fine. Um, <laughs> while we're torturing them, they'll be fine. Uh, and then like, he got upset the other day. Cause I said, I really wish you could do the spinoff. And he goes, why can't I do the spinoff? I was like, it's 45 issues. It'll take you like what, four years at least. And we're still writing series two. We're like seven issues into seven, two and the next four years, we're going to be like way into it. He's like, Oh, okay. I was like, but if we ever wind up cloning you, we're all for you doing the spinoff because we, we would love it. Um, we release every other month. So, um, we, yeah, we, well, it's already written. Um, I already have, we, I'm converting the scripts. So I've converted up to chapter 18. Um, and uh, I still, I work on that and I'm still writing. I wrote 15,000 word uh, chapter two days ago. Um, we hit the 1 million mark. Uh, which was insane because I had to go back and like add it up. And I was like, Hey, we have this on this book and this on this book. And I was like, Holy crap. We're like almost a million words. It's insane to think about that. It's a million words just for this story. Um, wow. and, and it's probably going to be tons more, but so we have 45 issues for this one plus eight issues for series two. Uh, we have 40 for the spinoff and we have uh, one or two issues into the second series for the spinoff. Cause I, I had a dream the other day and I was like, that's exactly what I want. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. I'll just wake up be like, I'm going to write this. Um, and I'll just sit down and write it. And I'll be like, that came out perfect. Uh, and it did it. I had no idea uh, how to do the series too. I know what it's going to be about, but I, I never know how any of the books going to go until I sit down and then I just write it. And she has no idea 
like I'm gonna, I send you a chapter. I'm like, here you go. Good luck. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> so uh, fortunately, we're on the same wavelength, like 99.9% of the time. Um, she's sometimes uh, 1% more brutal than I am. <laughs> um, and I'd be like, we should probably let them like have a day of rest or a page or something. Um, but because it's a role play, our, our, it's pretty much nonstop action because when we reply to each other, we will have to make it interesting for them to reply back. That's the whole, the whole thing to it. So I think this is the fifth issue and it's the first time they talk to each other. Like, you know, like they talk in the car, but like they actually get like, three pages to like just talk to each other um before they're attacked by something of course um but um you know my letter for the first one was upset because he goes he was so into it like he was so into it he's like they haven't seen each other for 10 years you have to rewrite it they should be like kissing and happy to see each other and all. it's been 10 years <laughs> did you read the story like he thinks it's a bad dream. She thinks it's a trick. And four seconds later, they're attacked by an entire town of ghosts. When exactly did you want them to kiss? So no, that didn't happen. So, but they, they do kiss in this one. I, I let them have their first kiss. So I, I gave something. <laughs> he's, all, he's all happy. He's like, woo. So yeah. <laughs> so for, from, for, from a writing perspective, like, and you mentioned, you kind of alluded to the fact that like originally you had an editor who uh, gave some advice on what to do when you actually start scripting out for the actual comic book side of it, where they actually are. Do you have another editor come in to kind of discuss how the, uh, any like grammar and, 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 and pace or any of that stuff? Nope, that probably would be smart. No, we don't. We don't have any of that. Um, Lori from Path of the Pale Rider, um, she'll like uh, edit it after we write the whole thing and 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 uh, letter it all, and then she'll be like, "Oh, these should be two sentences instead of one," or or comma goes here and weird things like that. But no, we pretty much just write it exactly how we had written it. Um, and it and I'm I'm uh, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Like my um, co-writer is an amazing she writes well enough to she won't admit it but she writes well enough to be write novels i do not i am an amazing storyteller i'm the one that tells the story i'm the one that paces it i'm the one that decides you know we'll talk to ideas but generally i'm the one that leads the way um and i i don't write the whole show don't tell thing you're supposed to and i tried it for one day it, it broke my brain i was like i'm not doing this <laughs> So I was like, do you mind how I write? And she's like, nope, I absolutely love it. I was like, then so be it. Um, but I tried it when the whole editor thing came along. Cause I was like, oh, I should probably write figure out how to write, you know, like a novel or something. Um, but let me tell you the way I write, it converts perfectly to scripts. Cause it literally okay. just tells you where you're going, what you're doing, what they're thinking and hearing and their action they're doing. So it was like, it was meant to be, you know, a comic book. We didn't know it. And I'm kind of glad because now that we know it, it's kind of like, would this look good as a comic? But we, we have to think tiny bit more. <laughs> but um, before we just literally wrote whatever we wanted and it it turned out awesome. And and um, the story has so much depth and twists and turns and, and all these things. And the reader knows more than the characters because, you know, they don't even know their fathers are there. Like the fathers are pawns. You have an angel and a demon on the rooftop arguing and bantering back and forth while they're watching their kids blow. Um, but they have no idea uh, that they're there. So it's kind of like we're watching these, these characters being used and abused and, and all that stuff. And they, and that poor characters have no idea why. Um, but it's kind of cool that we do, you know, we have this little insight. 
like Anubis is being um, controlled by her father with the remote control. It's a, a, an onklet and it has the word Anubis in it on runes. And um, it, it's pretty much Anubis isn't bad because I've had people message and be like, oh, Anubis isn't bad. I was like, he's not bad. And he starts to eventually fight the power of the remote control. And mm. he, he gets a hellhound pet that he plays fetch with in the last issue, you know, you've got this, this poor hellhound that brings him a stick and he just keeps throwing it back and forth. So um, you start to see the character uh, Anubis start to have somewhat of a, a conscience and, and in book two, he tries to kidnap her away from Draven and the demons and, and all this stuff. So um, it's kind of cool to have him there and just be like this, this character that just is always watching and, and doing whatever. So I really love the, the character Anubis. And, and, and so you have Draven, you got Serafina. Where, who, and but then also you mentioned Anubis. Who writes Anubis then? We both do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 the minor characters we both do. Um, she pretty much uh, just writes Draven and, and, and um, sometimes her father, sometimes the lower characters, we kind of share them. Uh, but generally, uh, it's both of us, you know, that write those characters. And um, so usually she'll write Draven's father because, you know, he's more the demon, which is more like Draven. They both have anger issues. Um, but uh, besides that, we do the minor characters. And we have a few. We don't actually have that many. In book, in issue um, 16 to 24, you have two new characters thrown in there, which I haven't informed my artist of yet. So sorry. <laughs> um, but we have two more main characters. And um, they're in it for like all of book three and, and half of book four. Um, but mostly it's it's Serafina and Draven. Our huge villain, which doesn't pop into later. Our worst villain in the whole entire series is a human. Like screw the demons and the angel. This guy is crazy. So <laughs> we, we love him. He's in the first issue for like a page or two. And it does it kind of gives you a hint of how insane he is. Um, but when you see what he does later on, he's just he's scary, he scares me and I write him. So, <laughs> so mo most people are familiar with like role-playing games, like whether right. they be like, you know, like you know, shadow run dungeon D and D and stuff like that. But when we were talking before he we went live, you're saying that this is actually you role play. Mm -hmm. And unlike maybe thinking of something like a, an improv which is a role play or a role play like a tabletop role playing game this is something different that you do you want to explain about this yeah so this is kind of like um you're telling a story and then um the person writes their character's perspective so for example uh, my starter talks about the dream she had like you see in issue 1 it talks about how she gets to the town and then she hears something in the town and she doesn't know what it is. So she'll come in, she'll write uh, where her character was, why he's there, how he got into the town, and then running into her. And then um, I will write the next chapter and I'll say, after meeting him, this gets attacked or she says this to him and then they get attacked and then they run into the park and then they go in the, the church and they, they get attacked or whatever. And then she'll go back and write what her character says in response to anything my character says. And then the response with the thoughts that he's thinking while she's going through this, the actions that he does while she's doing this. Um, so mostly she's replying to what I've said. If there's fighting, then she makes up her own fighting style. Like in issue uh, two, 
uh, Serafina is uh, fighting the zombie merman underwater. So mm. I'm writing that while she's writing about the fight he's having above water. Um, so sometimes we'll be split like that. But generally, she's replying to whatever I wrote. And it sounds very complicated, but it, it really isn't. A simplest way to say is um, Serafina and Draven walk into one of the rooms and there's a zombie on the floor and she shoots it and moves to the next room. Obviously, that's, it's more than that. And then she'll write um, that however Draven was feeling when that happened, how his response to her shooting it, he might shoot somebody else or do something else. Uh, and then they move in. So it, it's it's a lot more than that. There's a lot of details to it. Generally, they'll literally have a whole conversation separately. Like I, I write all the things my character says and thinks. And then she res replies in her message about what she he says to that. And then when I'm doing the scripts, I just put them right next to each other. Wow. And, and so have doing this role playing, how has this made you a better writer? Um, I It's made me like think more, you know, uh, I, I be able, I, whatever it is, I'm able to write without, um, worrying. Like I used to have to really think about what I wrote before, make sure the words are right and all that stuff. The thing about my brain is thankfully it's to source too, because I have to, I used to have to dumb down my own work, you know, like I, I would have to be like, I can't spell this. When I was a kid, spell checker would not get anything. Um, Google's better. And my phone, if you say, how do you, if I pronounce it right, which half the time I don't, but if I pronounce <laughs> it right, it'll spell it for me. Um, but in my head now, I go through all the words that it means. I use a dumber word and then I could hit cinnamons or, you know, whatever to whatever words that are, are similar to it. Um, but a lot of times my brain will write a word that sounded like it, but wasn't it. So, but I don't stop anymore. I just, I write the whole entire thing and then go back and try to figure out what I have said. Um, but I, I used to not be, I, I used to remember saying there's no way I'll ever be novel air, which was like a thousand words. I'm like, that'll never happen. There's too much writing. There's too much thought. I don't get it. Like, I don't, I even remember saying, I don't know how you guys do that. You know? Uh, and now I write like 6,000 words, like it's nothing. So. <laughs> and how does it affect you when you mentioned, cause you mentioned earlier that you have dyslexia. How does that, uh, how, how does how does that work with, like you say, if you're writing 6,000 words, how does that process work for you? Um, so I've gotten a lot better. A lot of things with dyslexia, it's not just this, the mixed up letters that everyone thinks it is. There's like way more things to it. Um, for example, when I got tested for dyslexia, there was uh, 50 points. Um, if you, if you get 10, you're dyslexic and I got 38. So I had a lot more to do. Like a couple of things is for some reason getting distracted. So when I'm typing, sometimes I will see things move out of the corner of my eye that isn't there. But for some reason, if I turn on the TV and I pause it, it keeps that at bay. And I don't know why it's really weird. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, another thing is, uh, like I said, writing words, that look like the word. I've gotten a lot better with that. And somebody asked me, do you ever go back and can't read what you wrote? And I was like, oh, that rarely happens. And it literally happened like five times the next day. I'm like, damn it. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, what did, what did I mean here? Um, but generally I, I'm pretty good with it. The biggest thing is, which of course sucks during instant messaging, I'll write the opposite. Like I'll write can instead of can't, which changes the entire meaning of what I wrote. So it's, it's very tricky. Um, and like, I, I have my own business and I had, 
I had numbers I screwed up and I saw uh, she wrote June 19th. And because I had just said July 20th to somebody else, I thought it was July. So I wrote, oh, I have July 20th. And she's like, oh, that's perfect. And then today she's like, are you coming today? I'm like, no, it's next month. So whoops. So I do have I do have that that problem once in a while. But um, yeah, I, I've gotten better, but uh, it's it's still there. I just try not to let it slow me down. Like I don't stop and I used to stop and, and read each sentence. Like, did that make sense? Whatever. Now I'll write like an entire thousand words and be like, I should probably go back and read that. Um, and sometimes I'll just send it to her. I'm like, here's 6,000 words. I don't feel like reading my own writing. <laughs> she loves my writing and she can read it multiple times. And I'll barely read it once. And hers, I can read like 20 times in like five minutes. And she's like, I hate my writing. I was like, I hate, I hate my writing, but you like it. That's all that matters. So we we're, we complete each other. She's my sole writer. Right. I say all the time. Do you have, uh, so for, for writers that might be watching or listening to this podcast that think that's a, this role-playing thing you're talking about, Carissa, uh, how do I do that? Is there like a community that someone can like during where, where would they find like the role plan that you're talking about where it's just text-based? So uh, the, there's like several sites, but the most popular one is roleplayer.me me. Um, and you literally just pick a character from, you can pick, make up your own. We made up our own, obviously. Um, but you could pick a character Usually, uh, usually when a movie comes out, you'll see like 20 of those in like five minutes. Like the main, like John Wick, there's like a thousand John Wicks. Every time there's a new John Wick movie, there's a thousand more on that site. Um, but you pick your character and you pick a story uh, direction and then you just kind of make it up as you go. Uh, most people, I'm not going to lie, are get they get bored and they give up and they, they role play it for like a month. Me, I have the same character for 15 years and now I've had this character for three years. Um, but, uh, that's pretty much it. And it's, it's, it's very good to get, uh, it's, um, you know, to get your thoughts down. Uh, you, you, you've heard me, I, I ramble all the time. So when I'm writing it, it has such a clear direction. Uh, I've also argued with my character, so I'm pretty sure my character's in charge most of the time. Um, I had this one, I kid you not in book, I think it was four or five. I think it's five. Um, my character walks into a room and, and these things stick to her and I had no idea where this was going. There was these needles sticking it. I just could not, I kept saying to myself, this makes no sense. I have to go back and start over. And the character's like, no, just keep going. And I was like, this makes no sense. Like nothing makes sense. So I just kept writing it. And after like, like 500 words, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like it was like, I had no idea where it was going. And I sent it to my co-writer. She's like, that is the coolest idea. I was like, I had nothing to do with it. I was like, <laughs> I was writing. It didn't make sense to me until I was done, but now it's pretty cool. So um, I'm pretty sure I'm just a prophet of my character. <laughs> just, I'm just here to write. My character's in complete control. So maybe that's why my dyslexia oh. is better. She's not dyslexic <laughs> with me. <laughs> it works for me. Um, right. And for our campaign, we always have uh, issue one as a PDF, as a tier. And we have it as a printed tier. So newbies can come in and, and, and you know, get in right away. We have catch-up tiers. We have um, all past issues as PDFs, as add-ons, or printed as add-ons. Um, you can get almost anything except for the main items that are bigger, like the plushies, the um, handmade clay statues, stuff like that. You know, the metal tiers and stuff. That's uh, that's what you like my pictures because I just learned this. <laughs> I 
I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I learned Canva. So uh, my friend Rick, who's also makes comic books, he taught me Canva and um, uh, I, I, I did my best. <laughs> so if so, so those that might be um, watching this now, uh, watching and listening, you can get issues one through five already printed for $50. Yeah. And it comes with the keychain, buttons, stickers, the PDFs, uh, wow. trading cards, um, the $50 one is definitely the, the biggest, uh, you, you know, the best value, uh, there. Right. Um, yeah. and we, we, I have something new this time, which I never had before. There's our plushies, our zombie merman plushie, uh, Anubis plushie. Um, but I have a metal cover this time and that's new. Wow. Yeah. And it's here. I could show you, this is, um, I'm re-releasing issue four with the metal and it's just so, it's my first metal cover. It's super shiny. You know, the, the, the pages are super, we have the, um, 80 pound glossy, you know, pages. Um, wow. but the cover is just for, I, I've never had metal before and I'm like in love with it. I'm like, I absolutely love this. Um, so I do have uh, a ketchup tier, which is of course way more expensive because it's metal, but I have a ketchup tier that you can get all of them in metal. Um, wow. yeah. Okay. And I have uh, metal trading cards. I have metal bookmarks. I, I call it the heavy metal club, uh, the heavy metal tier. Um, and I have, a uh, there's the statues. That's, uh, the first one's cute, angry Anubis. The second one there is the zombie merman. Um, and then I think there's, um, the, the, yeah, the bust of the two characters. Uh, there's only two in existence and my clay artist refuses to do any more because he hates doing people. So, uh, and then that's our heavy metal tier where you get everything in metal. You see there, you get a gold plated coin, you get the metal tiers, you get the metal bookmarks, metal, um, trading cards, uh, everything. You, yeah. Uh, and then our big giant tier, uh, of the tall Anubis, uh, tall Anubis, which is, this is the last one that we'll ever have made. It comes with a pillow, the gold coin, a, a metal cover and stickers and all that fun stuff. So, wow. It's a so lot of how much of yeah, that's a lot of merch. How how much of this is that you wanted to make because you wanted it, or how much of this were things that like fans and readers said? <laughs> I I I um I always I, I've told it's no secret. I tell everyone that all of my merch because I've been asked like, why do you have so much merch? I wanted it, and 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 uh, selling it to somebody else makes it tax deductible. So here's my tax deductible plushie. And then I have the other ones for everyone else. So yeah, a hundred percent for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I only made like a lot of them are rare. Like, uh, though everyone seems to love this one. These are all handmade plushies. Uh, I have a plushie queen. Uh, this one's for the next issue because I had so many tears. I had 20 tears. Um, right. And then I have the, uh, my zombie merman. So I only make three. I make one for me, one for my co-rider and one to sell. Um, oh, wow. So that makes it tax deductible. <laughs> best hobby ever um but yeah I, I i absolutely love my merch i love my story i i if i was rich i would literally just release these like i just i want everyone to read them i want to see them they're for me i want to see them made um but it's an amazing story that i hope that other people love as much well no one will love right. it as much as me but you know love the story um i've gotten very good feedback so far um they like the action they love the di dialogue i didn't know dialogue was hard to write because we just write you know, whatever. Um, it just flows out like it was meant to be. So everyone's like, your, your dialogue's really good. That's really hard to do. I was like, it is. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm like, I don't know how to make a comic book. I wrote a story. I don't know. <laughs> so I got really lucky in this. And um, the fact that it's already done, 
I think uh, is makes people enjoy it too because they know there's an ending. I do. Mm. I do warn everybody on the last page of issue 45, whatever. There's going to be a warning that says "Stop now for happy ending." Don't read the epilogue, and then like the epilogue destroys everything and goes on to series two. Um, but you'll be warned. You know, don't read this. Um, but we we we're mad that the never ending story title is taken because this is a never ending story for us. We just want to keep, and we have a whole prequel. We wrote um, one novel so far, so it's like six issues. But we want to go all the way back to where the um, the angelic weapon was made, how she was created from it, how Draven was created to go after her, but wound up falling in love with her. How they're part of this giant prophecy. Um, how they got betrayed by their guardian angel. So a lot happens in the prequel. Uh, so we have to write that still. But, uh, you know, we, we haven't cloned ourselves yet to write everything we want. So we're working on it. So, <laughs> so, so Carissa, if, if people want to learn more about Worthy Chaos Comics, where could they go? Um, there's two major places to go. Um, we have a uh, Twitter with 5,000 followers um at worthy underscore chaos um we have very good you know uh, followers on there the number one best place um we have a facebook group uh, we just started it like a couple weeks ago we have about 550 members um but we post covers in there we post uh pages that are done we post upcoming rewards so everyone could see everything ahead of time um so worthy chaos group is definitely worth joining uh, obviously Kickstarter, the easiest way to find Kickstarter. Everyone's like, oh, just follow the link. You just have to search Worthy Chaos. We're the only thing that pops up. Do not search Redemption because it'll be like, vroom, lots of Redemption. Um, but Worthy Chaos pops up and you'll see us right away. We're the only one that mm. pops up. Super easy to find. Um, and the Kickstarter is going to go until July 17th. Um, and then you have one month to relax until the next one goes off. Like we pre-launched <sighs> the next day. Like I... I we closed the last one and the next day it was a pre-launch and everyone's like, I just paid. I was like, it's just pre-launch. It's free. Um, and, and we got lucky because we got uh, 50 followers within 24 hours because they nice. fortunately signed up, which took a while last time. Right. Um, yeah. This is the uh, website. You can get stuff on the website, including our song. We had a song written and um, performed for our characters. Based The lyrics are based on our characters. We have it as an add-on as well. Um, oh, that's awesome. And we do have an add-on and it's here that I always forget to mention. So I'm going to mention it before I forget. Um, as an add-on for $99 or the tier is $145, you can actually be drawn in issue eight as a zombie. And you can either stagger on as a zombie self or pick your demise. Um, we only have 10 available because it's um, a haunted asylum thing. But later on in issue uh 16 to 24, there'll be tons of zombies. But for now, this is the last chance to get into the zombie books for the next year or so. Um, but that's, uh, awesome. that's, yeah. And we did that for the vampires. Let me tell you something. I did 42 interviews and I did not mention it once. So like the day I was ending on my last campaign, I was like, oh, by the way, and it wasn't there when I launched. So nobody knew about it. Uh, I was like, by the way, um, we have this tier and like three people signed up like right away. And I was like, I probably should have did that earlier. <laughs> uh, for now i'm trying to mention it when i do interviews i only have 36 interviews this campaign so i have uh plenty of time to hopefully get people to notice it's even there perfect well listen then chris you're gonna have to come back on the show when you when, you, when you're ready to. to part talk about your next issue um it, 
you know, I would love to come back um, in uh, near Octo like on October between uh, around October 3rd, because I am releasing the last issue of book one and the graphic novel of them all together. Nice. Um, so okay. that's going to be a big release for Halloween. It's going to be celebrated because it is one year in comics, one year with my artist and three years with my co-writer. So we're going to have a nice. Halloween party. So I would love to come back and, and talk to you. And All right. Well, thanks a lot, Carissa. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. That was weird. It's like that we had like a power surge or something. So. I shouldn't have talked about ghosts so much. Oh. What, what else? We start talking about vampires and demons. You know, it's just everything gets yeah. yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where were we? We were talking about. Um... I think we're talking about uh, role play. You said right. Uh... Oh, so perfect. Okay, so. Uh...